Hey, what's up out there in Radio Land? We are here, BNB, tell it like it is. We are with you for an hour, for a little bit more than an hour, to tell you what's going on in our world and, and politics, sports, and entertainment, and whatever else just comes to our mind. Um, we are three best friends that grew up together. We just talk and know it and see what's going to happen. BNB, uh, the B stands for BMAC. Melbourne and B Brown, and make sure you follow us on our pages on Facebook, BMB Tell Like It Is, YouTube, BMB Empower, and Instagram, BMB3, to keep up with us, what's going on, and what and how we can give you information when we're not on the air. Uh, just like, share, and subscribe so you can keep up with us. But we're gonna kick it off with this first song, and we hope you enjoy. It. And as soon as that song is over, we're gonna get to talking. Let's get into it, fellas. Get into it. In the 
What's up? What's up? What's up, y'all? This is BMB. We are back uh, with another show for y'all with another hit, man. We're making them hits. We can't stop. We won't stop like Puffy. Uh, no, just kidding. But um, <laughs> this is BMB, man. Diddy. <laughs> like, Diddy. Yeah, Diddy. Well, well, he's, well, he's, oh, he, well, in those days, he was Puffy. He was Sean, Sean, Sean Puffy Combs. Yeah. He has so many names. Like I don't even yeah, know. I don't know all the names. <laughs> <laughs> if Mama called him Sean, I'm gonna call him Sean. <laughs> oh, Diddy Combs. <laughs> yeah. But yes, y'all, this is B and B. We got another show for y'all. We got some good topics. We're gonna get into some sad topics as well. Uh, things that just keep happening. Uh, seems uh, like, and we just keep going through the same thing over and over again. Uh, but first, we're gonna start off with sports, of course. Uh, we got my man Mel. He's going to have that uh, on lock. Um, we also got um, another police killing that we're going to address and talk about. Uh, that's been in the news. Uh, voter suppression um, in Texas and just kind of what some of the media has been talking about um, regarding that. And just voter suppression in general, um, because it's going on in more places uh, now and it's more rapid. So um, Biden is going to pull the troops, uh, supposedly by 9-11. Uh, and so that's important. It's definitely something to look out for because we, uh, you know, it's something uh, when you find out what's behind it, we probably really should be uh, paying attention to that. Also, uh, debt cancellation, student loans. Um, so what that would mean for um, all the students that are in debt and that have been in debt for a while um, and how important that would be. And then um, at the very end, we're going to pose a question. <sighs> Meldrick has a question he wants to ask. And we're going to get into it just a little bit, um, but we um, are going to save it for uh, next week. But we'll, we'll, we'll give you guys a taste uh, before the next show. So once again, I got my, my guys here with me. Mel, what's going on, man? How you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good. Doing great. Uh, what's up, Brent? We got my man Brent over here. What's going on? Good evening, everybody. Look Happy that. Jackie Robinson Day. Thank you for... Uh... <laughs> Ruin. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, spill the beans. All right. So yeah, uh, <laughs> it's cool. But y'all, we're we going to get started. You got me, B Brown, with you. So uh, yeah, let's, let's get into it, Mel. You got sports. What's going on? Well, today is April the 15th. And uh, like he just uh, said, it is Jackie Robinson Day. Uh, on this day in 1947, they declared it uh, Jackie Robinson Day. And of course, we know uh, it was his. That was the day he debuted his major league, uh, his major league debut uh, with the Brooklyn Dodgers. And uh, and so you know, and, and since then it's been declared Jackie Robinson's Day. Uh, and, and of course, as we all know, uh, Jackie Robinson is. Uh, a, um, a staple in the in the baseball world uh, for being uh, the first African American uh, player to uh, to play in a major league baseball game. Uh, so I mean, a, a April fifteenth is his day, and we want to recognize it uh, and give him uh, his props as he was a a pioneer uh, in the in the in the major league baseball. Uh, also on today, uh, April fifteenth. Uh, some some pretty shocking news in the in the NBA. Uh, one of the guys from Brent's team, well, his he used to be on Brent's team, uh, 
LaMarcus Aldridge announced his retirement uh, after 15 years in the NBA. And I really didn't realize he had been in the league that long. I didn't, it didn't see, it just didn't seem like it. Cause I know he spent, he spent a lot of time in Portland and then he spent, you know, saying a few, uh, a few seasons in San Antonio and, you know, and then he was getting, he just joined uh, the, the super team that they were trying to, the Avengers, you know, cause they, they're trying to, they were trying to take out uh, Thanos, AKA LeBron. Eleven. Uh, <laughs> and uh and so yeah uh, shocking news uh today is he's staying in his retirement uh but uh for understandable reason uh definitely um is for his health concerns uh he was saying that uh i'm gonna read you what he said here uh said the last game he played he was playing when he was he was dealing with the irregular heartbeat uh he said later on that night his rhythm got even worse, which really made me worry. It's, uh, it, it made him worried even more. I uh, said the next morning he told the team what was going on. Uh, they were a great help in getting him to the hospital and getting him checked out. Uh, he says, though I'm better now, what I felt like, what I, what I felt with my heart that night was still one of the scariest things I've ever experienced. Uh, so with that being said, I've made a difficult decision to retire from the NBA. Uh, for 15 years, I've put basketball first, and now it's time to put my health and my family first. So uh, really, uh, really a good reason to uh, to to retire, you know, I mean, because we, you know, and all of us know we've all been in sports and sports pushes your body to the limit. And especially on a professional level, because that is your job, you know, so anytime you have any health concerns. Uh, you don't want to risk, you know, that you don't want to risk your health, mm-hmm. you know, in order to, to to basically to to make money for somebody else. Although you are getting paid, you know, but uh, if you're, you know, saying you still want to enjoy life too, right? Exactly, right. like I say, and then and and in more than right, and in most cases, the the people he worked for are not going to do nothing for his family. You know what I'm saying? He's got to be the the provider for his family. So, of course, he he's definitely looking out for himself and his for his and for his family. You know, putting you know putting his health first. So, and his family first. So, I definitely definitely understand him, and definitely uh, uh, feel what he what he what he's saying by by retiring. You know, so but I mean he's he had a a really decent career, uh, in a pretty long career, much longer than. A lot of people in professional sports, you know, 15 years in a professional sports is, in a, is a long time, a real long time. You know, uh, you know, average careers, I think most average careers, professional sports average anywhere from two to five years. Uh, and so uh, 15 years is a, is, a, is a mighty long time to be doing it. Uh, so um, much respect to him, LaMarcus and uh Hope he has a, a a great future outside of basketball. You know, he may end up in one of the booths, you know, doing some broadcasting or something like that. You know, or he could get into coaching. You know, we we don't we don't know. We'll see what he what he what he ventures into next. Uh, so, like I said again, um, uh, shouts out to the Marcus on his great career and uh, great things to come. You know, so. Um, also, on today, 
the WNBA had their draft uh, earlier tonight. Uh, and number one pick, Charlie Collier from the University of Texas, uh, was selected uh, by the Dallas Wings. Uh, so she's just going up I-35, mm. you know, a couple of hours uh, to play her professional career. Um, and I didn't know this until I and, and, until I was actually watching the draft that the Dallas team, they had, I've never seen this before, they actually had the first and second pick um, in this year. So that they had, they picked Charlie Collier first, and then they picked uh, this young lady from uh, Finland. Uh, her name is Aqua Curie, or however you say it, something like that. She's a 6'5", 19-year-old. Uh, now, I think the reason why she's uh, being able to play at her age is because I think she played professionally uh, overseas, and she played with, you know, on a, on a, I guess, a professional team. So I guess that took away her um, amateur status, if that makes sense. Because when you're, when you're, a, when you're a college player, uh, you're an amateur, basically. Mm -hmm. And so you can still, you know, play college ball. Uh, but the moment that you uh, are perceived as a pro, uh, you can't you can't go back. You know, so you have to pursue a professional career. So, uh, but yeah, they had two first round picks and they, and apparently from what I was watching, they were, uh, they definitely need uh, some, uh, uh, some height in their lineup. So, and they definitely got it with, uh, with Charlie and that, and the girl from Finland, uh, both of them are six, five and, uh, Charlie, uh, is, uh, is a phenomenal player. And I saw some of the video of the other young lady and she looks like she's pretty good. Both of them got a pretty decent outside shot. Uh, and both of them, uh, can definitely handle the business down low. So as they, they did pretty good on their first two picks. So, uh, they got the girl, uh, from Notre Dame, uh, Arika uh, Wale. Mm -hmm. uh, she's she's over there and she is a straight baller. Like Arike can ball for real. Mm -hmm. Like just a couple of years ago, she hit the game winner to win a national championship. Uh, like just yeah. straight uh, Kobe style. Cause she said when she when the game was over with, she said it was Mamba mentality. So, you know, um, uh, and so you know she was you know. Of course, everybody knows that's, that's Kobe Bryant's thing, the mama mentality. Uh, and speaking of Kobe Bryant, um, uh, it was announced earlier today that uh, he is going to be put in the 2021 uh, Hall of Fame. And uh, Michael Jordan is going to be doing his induction. Uh, and also, uh, right around, you know, as me talking about women's basketball, Kim Mulkey is going to be inducted. Uh as well. And Michael Jordan is going to do her induction also. Uh, so that's going to be pretty cool uh, when that happens later this, uh, I want to say it's in uh, in June, I think, or something like that. Uh, so I think it's going to be during the summer. So that's going to be, it's going to be pretty cool and a pretty big, pretty big deal, you know? So, um, but yeah, uh, the WNBA draft happened tonight. And so, uh, as I've always said, it's just like these WNBA teams just like load up. It's like that. It's, it's never you know how to in in in, in college basketball, men's and and men's uh, the NBA. You know, have some teams that are more heavy, top heavy, and loaded than others. Mm -hmm. Where it's really not like that in the WNBA. You got talent 
everywhere. Everybody got ballers on their team. Like you can have a team with uh, Candace Parker, Brittany Griner, and uh, Skylar Diggins, but then you on the same on the, on another team, you got Diana Taurasi uh, and like three other people who were superstars in college. You know what I'm saying? So, like they they the talent is spread evenly all over. You know, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they. Uh, that's one thing. I, that's one thing I would say about the women's uh, women's game, is that it's it's usually evenly spread, especially when it comes to the the pro level. And like I said, it's talent everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you you really unless a team has been together for a while and they mesh well together, that's the only time you really see domination. Uh, but like I said, it's it's almost a, it's almost a rotating. Uh, a rotating door every year for a new champ uh, for the WNBA championship. Yeah. So, and that's one thing I like about it because the, it's, 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 it's a competition every year. You don't never see the same team over and over and over. Like I was tired of seeing uh golden state win, mm-hmm. you know? So I was tired of seeing the Lakers win. Uh, so San Antonio, <laughs> yeah, San Antonio would win, you know? So, and this, yeah, those 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 organizations are great, and and they've won multiple championships, and they are deserving of them. You know, it's just sometimes you just get tired of seeing the same thing over and over. Like I, I'm tired. I, I don't like seeing Alabama win national championships every year, and like somebody else win. You know, so um, it's just it's just good to see you know evenly uh, evenly uh, matched uh, competition in a sport. So, you know, anybody can win at any time. So that's, that's really all I have for sports on, on tonight. You know, um, I said, but it's some pretty, some, some pretty nice things that happened on today. All right. Hope you guys are enjoying the show. Hope you're liking what you're hearing and I hope you like what you're going to hear next. We're going to take a break, but we're going to send you off with this song and we'll be back right after.
Uh, so we're going to go ahead and move on to our next topic, y'all. Another uh, police killing. I don't know. I'm sure you guys uh, saw it. You know, and I saw the video. Um, I actually haven't even seen the video. I've just been seeing all the, the talk and stuff about it. Mm-hmm. And the lady, uh, the, you know, the female officer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been, I was, I was reading some information about her. Uh, you know, 26 years on the force. And you are unable to tell your firearm from your taser. Right. Uh, they, first of all, they're two totally different colors. Second of all, they, when you hold them in their hand, they they, they each have a different feel. Like the the handle on the on your firearm is going to be longer, and it's going to have a a a more of a metal feel versus the taser is going to be plastic and it's going to have a shorter handle so you can like if you look at the pictures and of the differences of the of, of a firearm versus a taser there's a big difference you can and you can tell it and i even read something where it says uh most officers carry their taser on the opposite side of their firearm right so right i don't i don't see where that mistake you know happened it keeps happening I mean, should the young man had ran? No. He should not have tried, you know, got in his car and ran off. And I think that the black police officer knew because he said, he said, don't, you could hear him say, don't do it. Don't do it. And, um, you know, from things that else things that have happened, they said there was a warrant out for his arrest. Mm -hmm. But they, I've heard and it's been reported that it was sent to an old address. So he didn't know that he had a warrant out for his arrest. And the whole um, pullover, his pullover, because he had a um, air freshener in his rearview mirror, that's that's how this all got started. Right. And, mm-hmm. and like Melton was just talking about the weight difference you know, I, I okay. A Glock is without the magazine in it is one point thirty eight pound, one pound almost yeah one and a half pound almost one and a half pound. Taser gun is point forty five pounds. That's, that's a big difference. Yeah, it's half, almost basically half a pound. So that's yeah. a big difference in weight. And no, and like Mel just said, the color is yellow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and my thing is, like, and, and, I, and I agree, you know, and, some, and, 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 and it's unfortunate. Some, some people don't like to hear uh, the facts and some people don't like to hear, you know, what, what some people might call uh, the devil's advocate or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, no, if he had not made the, the effort to, to get away or to flee, he, Maybe it's it's possible that the situation could have come out differently. It is very possible, but at the same time, that doesn't that still does not uh, let the the officer off with what she did. Like like I said, twenty six years on the force, and she's a trainer. Like, yeah, and, and yeah, she had uh, she had like uh, high marks and medals and stuff like that. So in twenty in twenty six years on the force, I'm sure you know for a fact the difference between your firearm and your taser. 
like I said, and, and, and like I said, I've heard that it's supposed to be on two different sides of your of your body. Right. You know, so a vast color difference, vast weight difference. You know, with you being a 26 year, 26 year veteran, that mistake shouldn't happen. Now, Even under, under that type of pressure. Right. And like I said, and I know situations uh, we're all human. We all make mistakes. And, you know. And in the in the situation was was you know it was a high tense situation, but that's like uh, a fireman running into a fire without his protective gear. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He he should he is something he should know better. Something even in the and even in the heat of the moment, he should know that I cannot run into that building without protective gear. You know what I'm saying? Or I can't or you know, I'm, 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 so I, I should be able to hook up this water to the correct, uh, to the correct uh, fire hydrant or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. there are certain, there are certain things under pressure that you should still be able to deal with easily, even though it is a pressure situation, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you can just, you can just say within work in the working environment, Let's just say, you know, you work for a retail store and it's extremely busy. You know what I'm saying? You you should know to uh to to do certain things that you do every day, even under even under less stress, even even in a very stressful situation, you should know what to do. You know what I'm saying? If you ring somebody up for something and they and they give you a car, you should know to, you know, ring them up by using a card instead of ringing them in as, as cash. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's something, even in a high pressure situation, something that's easy enough to remember, you know, it's not something that's super complex uh, and makes it even worse in a, in a high pressure situation. Uh, so, I mean, it, it is something with somebody with her experience should know better. Definitely should know better. Right. And then you got the other two situations, just one that happened today in Chicago where the police, he killed a young man and, and um, the, also with the, the, the lieutenant, the young brother, he, he's, um, he bought a brand new truck. He didn't have the license. The police pulled him over. Thank God he went to a well-lit area and he, oh, thank God for his calmness. He um, he just kept asking, "What's going on? Why do why do I need to do this?" And they sp- pepper sprayed him. Yeah, he had his hands out the window, out of, out the, out window. Of the car, and he said, "I'm not. I don't feel comfortable putting my hands to undo my seatbelt." Oh, you got no. He had two different commands. Like one, keep your hands out, and then the other one was undo your seatbelt, something like that. Right, I was like, "How can he do both of those at the same both. time?" Yeah. Right, and then the one, the other, the uh, one officer was telling the officer. He was telling the other officer. He said, "Don't stick your hands in there. Don't put your hand." Because I think the other officer was going to actually. I think he was going to he was going to help him get out. I think he was going to go unbuckle unbuckle his seatbelt and help him get out of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. And he told him not to do that. He said, "Don't." He said, "Back up." He said, "Back up." Don't don't put your hands in there. And, uh, and I'm like, first of all. You pepper sprayed him. He clearly has his hands out in plain in plain view. 
you you sprayed him right in the face, and he was way more calm than I would have been. Right. I I I haven't been sprayed directly with pepper spray, but I've been in the area, and it's not and it, yeah, and it's not fun. It's not fun at all. It is it is very painful. You you'll be coughing, sneezing, snotting, all of that. Now I understand, you know, in the military when doing basic training, uh, they go through the gas chamber, which is uh, something similar to that. And it'll probably even worse, but still, like I mean, you can tell he got he got he sprayed him directly in the face, all in the vehicle. He he coughing and and just making it, making it difficult for him to 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 speak, mm-hmm. and so it's just like like it was that was, to me that was completely unnecessary, mm-hmm. because I guess he felt like he wasn't obeying his orders. Like, what was it? What was it that you wanted him to do that he couldn't do for you? Whilst you know sitting in the car, and he had his hands visible outside of the window, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. So I don't, I said I don't know, I don't know the reason why they pulled him off. You said I guess he said they he had new tags on it, and I guess they they felt like that that was suspicious. And I'm like the man is in uniform, right? You know I'm like okay, really, you know, and and then I and I said and I I I see many memes about that saying that. Um, Kneeling is disrespectful to our troops and to the flag, but yet what they did was not wasn't was not disrespectful. But they did it to somebody in uniform mm-hmm. who was currently serving our country. So, yeah, it's it's it's, it, 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 it's, mm-hmm. it's like it's a it just to me it just feel like we got targets on our chest and on our back, and that one. That that one right there, uh-huh. that was there was no excuse. Like there was no he was not there was no of him trying to uh, flee. Uh, no no uh, no issues of him being having arrest warrants or any any any, any right. issue like that. That one was just straight evil. Like that one was just mean. Like it was it was unnecessary. Like that one just looked like it was just straight racism. Like somebody he they were just picking on him for no reason. Like it, it made zero sense. Like the man was com- he was complying, he was doing everything you said, right. and, and he and he expressed to them that I don't feel safe moving my hands from out of y'all sight to undo my belt and get out of vehicle. Oh, Even- and, and get this, Mildred. They they and okay, they somebody tried to say no. I think it was a politician that said uh, he had a gun in his car. He needs to get thrown underneath the jail. Virginia is an open carry state. Right. And if it's in your car, your car is an extension of your home, which, right. you, can, which right. you can have your pistol, you know, so it, it doesn't even matter. He had his hands in plain sight. He can't shoot you with his leg. I mean, it, like the one officer could have walked over to him, unbuckled his seatbelt and got him out, you know, while the other officer was watching, you know, because he already had his gun drawn. And, and so I'm like, Y'all could have called for backup. Y'all couldn't. I mean, it, the man was he. The man was he was he was calm. He was compliant. Right. He was doing everything. Everything they said. You know. But the only thing he didn't do was get out of the car with the commands that they were giving him, and because he felt unsafe. Yeah. And if he would have reached down to buckle his seatbelt, he could have ended up shot. Right. Right. Because all they all the because what they would say. 
is, oh, he was reaching for a weapon. Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't know what he was reaching for. He could have had a weapon because his hands were not in plain sight. If he put his hands away to unbuckle a belt, oh, there's my excuse. Right. No, so. He's got a gun. He's reaching. Oh, yeah, something like that, they say. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it's. I, I, I'm just like, I don't know what. And see, I want to ask y'all, tell y'all this it kind of worries me knowing that I have my gun license because when like say if next time I get pulled over speeding, because I do have a heavy foot, help me Lord. And you know, once they start pulling, they can, they'll see that I have a concealed handgun license. Right. So I mean, you, you just have to be carrying the car with you or no? You, I mean, yeah, but I mean, even if I'm not, but they, they, they know, Oh, he got a gun license and what's, worries me about that is they could car to come up to my car no at they um at i give my license and they check it out they could come back to the car with the impression like you know with their hand on their gun ready like but with and, and with that though you just have to know you have to know your proper protocol so if you do have your weapon on you let's just say you have it in your glove compartment uh-huh. you just tell them hey uh, I, I'm a, I am a concealed carry holder. Mm-hmm. I have my weapon in my glove compartment. You are more than welcome to get it yourself. Mm-hmm. I, but just you just spray, yeah, you express it. Yeah. yeah, you tell them you, you don't get it. tell them. Yeah, you don't get it. You tell them to get it. They say, what yeah. happened to Philando? Well, no, I think. Yeah, he. I think he. He. I have. I have a concealed. I have a license to carry, and I think he even said I have my gun and license. Mm-hmm. And he, and yeah, he did, but see, mm-hmm. he also he said my, my he said that his gun was in there, and so was his wallet. And he told him to I'm, he told him to get his wallet. Anyway, I think when he opened it to get his wallet he out, he still shot him. He still shot him. You know what I'm saying? So <sighs> that's the thing. I said you, mm-hmm. and I, I in that situation, yeah. you can just tell the officer, hey, you know what, I. I, I, me personally, I would even go as far as say, I'm going to get out of, uh, you can get me out of the car, you can handcuff me, mm-hmm. and you can get in there and you can get the weapon and, and my identification for yourself as well. You know, you can do all that because I just, just because I don't want you to feel like you're unsafe, you know, and I don't want you to pull your weapon on me and, and I end up shot, you know. So like I said, that's the thing you have to, you just have to know the proper protocol when, when, yeah. When when dealing with when you have your weapon, but ain't that sad? We got to go through that. A regular, uh, uh, a, a white person, I wouldn't have to go through all that. But that yeah. that's the that's the name of the game. Yeah, I mean, and we yes, we do we do definitely have to operate. We do we have to operate differently from from people of non color, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just the thing. We just we just we just have to know it. We just have to. We just have to operate that operate that way, right? And just know the killing that happened with um, the young man in Minneapolis, ten minutes away from where George Floyd, almost a year later, eleven months later, yeah. And and here we are again with this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just well, I feel like we got a bullseye on our chest and in our back, and um. The next topic, we're going to talk about some voter suppression that's been going on uh, here in Texas and just, and just in other states as well. But I do know there's been some uh, media kind of going back and forth about it and uh, just kind of wanting to get more information. 
mm-hmm. um, specifically Roland, um, you know, talked about it on his show. What do you guys know about that? I know, Brent, you sent that article. Um, what what do we know about the uh, what's going on with the voter suppression well, in Texas? Let, first, let me say this. If the shoe was on the other foot and the Republicans had won the election and hands down and everything, we wouldn't even be in this mess with vote with these new laws coming out. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be here because yeah. this article that I sent you sent y'all is Texas. The Texas Tribune says Texas Republicans say there are proposed voter restrictions are colorblind, but many say it's Jim Crow in a tuxedo, and it all comes from March of 2020 during the primaries. Um, for the dem- this, this was just for the Democrat nominee, where Joe Biden, when he won the state of Texas, mm-hmm. which I was still surprised at that, I thought Bernie Sanders was going to win, but Joe won, because you remember those people, and it all comes from Harris County, and I, that's why Dan Patrick, he is saying, he, he, I don't know why he said, he said, I'm so glad that Houston is not the capital of Texas. I don't understand that because all the the majority of high turnout voting long lines is coming from that area. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. Dallas is a Democratic city. Um, Austin is a Democratic city. San Antonio, Houston, all the all the metropolitan areas of Texas are Democratic city. It's all the outside of it is the rural areas are, are Republican. Mm-hmm. So in the article. Um, they were saying, and it all started at the black campuses of TSU, where people were standing in seven hour lines during the primaries of March of 2020. Then in November, Houston residents, most of them people of color, again, waiting hours and hours in long and long lines. And it was set up and it was, let's see, Harris County had set up a 24 hour voting to make it easier for voters like shift workers who face difficulties getting to the polls during traditional hours. So it's the bill is called Senate Bill 7. And Senate Bill 7 is a Republicans say it's about security, not voter suppression. And that's what Dan Patrick was saying. He said he's tired security. of security. Yeah, he's saying it's more for us voter security, not suppression. And he said, I'm tired of the lies that the um, that the left keeps repeating, Patrick said. And of course, thank goodness, American Airlines came out before they voted on it and Dell Computers against this bill. And um, so in this bill, what does it entail according to this article? So Senate Bill 7, so in this call coming from Harris County, this is all what they're basing it off of. Um, it extends early voting hours and drive-through voting. And y'all remember in during the election when they tried to throw out 121,000 votes in Harris County and all of those were drive-in votes? Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, but now they're making it. It's illegal, right? They can't. Yep, do they're trying that, and that's what this bill is. They want to make it illegal. 
Mm-hmm. They want to make it illegal. They they want to, uh, if you need assistance, get into the polls. So like the elderly, um, the disabled, they, they want to stop that. They basically want to stop that. They want you to come in like everybody else, giving it okay for poll watch- watchers to try to intimidate you. So yeah. this is what we're facing, y'all, here in the state of Texas. 43 other states. I told you Georgia is ground zero and it's spreading like a cancer. Yeah. Yep. And um, a lot of leaders from last weekend in Dallas, Fort Worth, up here in the Metroplex, they took out a full page article saying that this is, this is immoral and unfair. And these coming from former Dallas mayor, Ron Kirk, and he also was a U.S. trade representative under the Obama um, Obama administration, and it's just a couple other uh, uh, Dr. Freddie Haynes, a senior pastor of Friendship West Baptist Church. Matter of fact, they had, they was in Austin today uh, in a rally down there, just talking about this, this, these bills that are coming forth. And get this, and out of all of that that went on. And it, like I said, this is all coming from the big win for the Democrats because the biggest voter turnout in years for Democrats came 2020. It was up 66%. And Republicans are worried and they are scared about this. Because what, what, what do you think might happen if Beto O'Rourke, and, and just think, he only lost by a few, by two points against Ted Cruz. So what if he runs for governor? You got Lee Merritt that want to run for attorney general. Mike Collins wants to run for lieutenant governor. So all these seats are coming up. And they are worried about that. And they said, it, although it dropped, it dropped out of 66 participation, Texas saw the highest turnout in decades in 2020. After the elections, Republicans have, are still in remain of power, but they are worried about the Democrats of the most of having diverse voting, of having all this um, mail-in voting. They want to stay. They want you have to request it. They just don't want to do it like Colorado, where once you register, you automatically get it. They 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 want to stop all that. And this it, and Republicans have said it. If if if. If the John Lewis voting right bill passes, it's going to be very hard for Republicans to win. So they're doing they're doing their job. They're trying to suppress it. Just trying to do little small things to make it seem like it's not that big a deal. Because I, I, a lot of people online were saying today, "How's it suppressing? How's this being? How's this suppressing your vote?" Well, and they keep and they keep bringing up voter ID. You got to have ID to do everything else. Yeah, that's true. But you forgetting all the other stuff that's added in with this and that I just mentioned. Why we want to make it so hard to vote? Why why not have 24-hour voting if the lines are that long here in Texas, almost 10 hours long? Because they know the outcome. Right. Why would you want to get rid of drive-through voting? We're doing the vaccine, doing drive-through, and that is the easiest thing in the world. And it's very organized. You sit in your car. If there's four people in there, you hand them your ID. ID and your voter's registration, they check it, they give you a ballot, you fill it out, you give it back to them, you go on about your business. 
this helps the disabled, the elderly, and where a lot of people are doing this in places where uh, people of color where they live. I want it. This there's a man by the name of Adam West. Alan West. Adam West was Batman. That's his name. What something like that? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that man off of. Uh... He's a family, family Guy or yeah. Simpsons, one of them. Family I guy. think it's Family Guy, yeah. <laughs> and um, well, if you watch Roland Martin, and all three of us do watch, we are big supporters of Roland Martin. He called Alan West to do an interview to talk about voter suppression. Oh, and get this, Will Smith. Now, what was it that um, Abraham Lincoln signed back in the day? Emancipation Proclamation. And that's a movie that um, I can't really say it that well. That's why I hate what y'all say. Oh. Because <laughs> my words jumble up. But anyway, Will Smith was doing a movie about that. And he pulled the movie from Georgia. So Republicans are mad about this, about all these companies that are backing the voters, that are against the voter suppression bill. So, because mm-hmm. um, they were going to do it in Georgia, they pulled it out. Adam West is the Alan West is the chair for the Republican Party here in the state of Texas. And uh, this is what he had to say. Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West. You know, I was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia, and I just heard some news. It has to do with the Hollywood movie industry. And as you may not know, Georgia has become one of the largest movie production facilities and studios in the United States of America. I think it's second or third after Hollywood. Well, I just found out that Will Smith and Antoine Fuqua, I believe, they have decided that they are going to move their movie, Emancipation, it's supposed to be a drama about slavery, out of Georgia in protest of the Georgia voting law. I found it very interesting that Will Smith and Mr. Fuqua want to do this because, well, the Republicans were the ones that stood up and fought against slavery. As a matter of fact, if you go back and look at the history of the Democrat Party, all this talk about Jim Crow, those were the Democrats that implemented the policy of Jim Crow, segregation, slavery, whatever you want to call it. And they continue today with the soft bigotry of low expectations. But when you think about this movie, Emancipation, well, that word has a lot of meaning because of the Emancipation Proclamation that was signed because of a Republican president, Abraham Lincoln. And there in the state of Georgia, Mr. Smith, I want you to remember that the very first member of the United States House of Representatives that was black, well, he was a Republican from Georgia, Mr. Jefferson Long. So I think maybe you should look at your history and make sure that you get it right. And oh, by the way, hey, Will, show me where you can go without an ID. I don't even think you can get on an airplane without an identification. I know that I can. Now, does that mean that these airlines are racist? And when you look at the Georgia election law, there are many other states controlled by Democrats that have election laws that are far more restrictive and stringent. So again, all of this background noise that we hear from these Hollywood elites, these corporate fascist oligarchs, it doesn't have a hill of beans of a meaning to any of us. And oh, by the way, Roland Martin, I think you call me gutless for not standing up and speaking out against voter laws. Well, guess what? I fought in countries where we want to make sure that they had honest, free and fair elections. And I will continue to fight for the exact same here in these United States of America. 
So you heard that from Alan West, basically talking about, first of all, the Republican Party then is not the Republican Party now. That's two totally different things. Don't get started with the Lily White movement and the change of it in the 60s. So that we, we, we hopefully can get into that one day. We'll talk about that. But now I wanted you to, it's a quick, it's Roland Martin. What up, folks? It's Roland Martin's response to Alan West. Here we go. Jackie. What up, folks? Roland Martin here. So my booker, Jackie Clark, called uh, Texas GOP chairman Alan West to come do my show tonight. Alan West told her, I'll be happy to do Roland's show when he apologizes for calling me gutless. Alan, why did I call you gutless? I said, you and other black Republicans who have refused to speak out on Republican voter suppression bills are gutless. Alan, have you condemned the voter suppression bills in Georgia, Texas, Florida, and elsewhere? Have you said anything about these bills that are not designed to protect the integrity of the ballot, but to ensure Republican wins? Please explain to me, Alan, why you won't speak out on the proposed changes in Texas that make no sense whatsoever. You wanna sit here and get rid of drive-through voting, mobile voting, why? How does that somehow hurt Republicans? It doesn't, it promotes democracy. The changes being advocated in Texas and in Georgia and Florida are senseless. Texas and Georgia had its highest turnout in years. So are you angry at that turnout or are you angry at Democratic wins on the county level in Harris, Dallas, or Bear County? Alan, show me when you are going to call out the Republican Party for the voter suppression bills. Then I'll pull back calling you gutless. If you don't, then you are gutless and you're an embarrassment to the ancestors and the elders who fought for you and me to have the right to vote. Um, I don't know what more you can say after that, but yeah. there you go. Um, all right, so let's move on to the next thing, y'all. Biden, so that's voter suppression. Okay, so the next thing, Biden is uh, supposed to pull the troops uh, by 9-11. And so just kind of reading just some of the articles about it, Trump, I guess, when he was in office, was planning to pull the troops by the 1st of May. And I think uh, there was also a threat from the Taliban just saying if the troops, troops were not pulled, that uh, America would either be attacked or there would be an attack on either American troops um, that are still over in Afghanistan. So, of course, you know, Biden's been, you know, he knows about everything. He's been briefed on it. And he plans on getting the troops out, but it's going to happen. I guess they're going to slowly start this month and they're supposed to be finished by 9-11. And so, you know, they say it's not a quick and easy process, not something you can just up and do and get the uh, the troops out all at once. So uh, that's why it's going to take a while. But um, I mean, just kind of, you know, I mean, what are, you, what are you guys' thoughts about that? I mean, do you think we, they also, this is the longest fall. I read something as well. It says the longest fault war. 20 years. Um, in American history. And so, yeah, we've definitely been over there for a long time. Um, 
And, you know, it's crazy that, you know, troops are even still over there. But uh, there's another uh, uh, multiple even issues that could even arise once they leave. Because uh, what the Americans were trying to do is establish a, a democracy um, mm-hmm. over there and, um, you know, fair, fair rights and voting, uh, women's rights, uh, education, all that. And so they, they made progress since they've been there. So it's not like they haven't made progress. But if they leave, there's also a threat that what the Taliban can come back um, and kind of ruin all the progress that was made. So, I mean, what do you guys think? You know, I said it's a lot going on right there. Uh, I agree. Um, you know, dealing with them folks after you would uh, withdraw, they could definitely undo everything that's been done for these last 20 years. And that's the scary part about it. And, mm-hmm. um, but it's also good that you, this is the longest fought war in the history of wars. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, half of me is like, yeah, they need to end it, but the other half is like, it might be okay to keep a few troops over there just in case of something happening again because you're dealing with the Taliban. Yeah, that's the that's the flip side of the coin. Uh, you mm-hmm. got the Taliban; they're extreme. I mean, we right. see what they did. You know, they they they're willing to 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 pretty much die. I mean, it, mm-hmm. do whatever it takes. You know, if they if they have something against you. Um, or if they're they're coming after you, so um, that's definitely a threat, um, you know, to American and troops, uh, to American troops that are over there. Uh, definitely think I, I think something we should you know kind of be watchful of, you know, just kind of keep an eye on it and read about what it I, and just kind of learn about it. So what I think is maybe I I guess you can kind of think of it as like a seniority a seniority type thing. So all the ones who have been over there a while. You can. You should definitely be able to send them home. You know, they, they, they spent enough time over there, and 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 served enough time, so they should be allowed to. You know, send those guys home. Of course, you know, if 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 you want to, if the idea of keeping some there, the ones that you should keep, the ones that you should you should keep there, will be the ones who haven't been there, uh, very long or haven't been there at all. You know, if you choose to go that route mm-hmm. uh, I think the ones who've been over there let's just say somebody's been over there for the last two three years or longer you know let them go home let them go see their family you know so and get some come get some help yeah and, and some real rest mm-hmm. yeah I mean in theory it seems like a good idea um you know to bring the troops home I think we all would want our troops back especially the families of these troops uh just because of how dangerous it is and I was reading something as well I think we've lost um, either 23, I don't, and y'all don't quote me on this. I may have to go back and correct myself, but it's either 23,000 or 2,300 troops. It's probably 23,000. I uh, think it's probably, close to 23,000. Yeah, troops that, uh, since, yeah, because it's been going on for a long time. It's got to be 23,000 um, troops since since this war has even started. Right. So that's a lot, a lot of troops, to, you know, to lose their life um, fighting a war pretty much uh for another country and it, it's a good reason i'm not saying we shouldn't be there because uh, we should want everyone to have democracy or, or uh be able to experience democracy for themselves um but um you got the the flip side of coin where you know we're, we're in other countries fighting their war trying to keep peace there and we mm-hmm. uh we keep you know in our own backyard you know we're, we're killing 
uh, unarmed kids and, and, and blacks and, and we're we're being treated wrong here you know and so america's not fighting for their own here uh, when you think about it in, in certain ways so um you know it's, it's different ways you can look at it there's different ways that you can approach it you know but um i don't know i, I think i think my i'm not even really sure how i feel about it um at this point in time i mean it sounds good but you know who knows at the end of the day how how it even work out um just how crazy the taliban is next topic is debt cancellation uh, i've been talking about um how the president has power to sign a bill to pretty much cancel student debt you know for all the students who have debt now and so you know I guess that would mean, I guess he could cancel at least what, $50,000 in debt or 50,000 for all the students who have debt. And that's what I was about to, I was about to ask that question. Yeah. Like, what is the, like, what is the, the, the limit mm -hmm. for them to cancel? Like, like if you went to school for four years at a private university, mm -hmm. you should, you might have $200,000 in, right. in, in student debt. And so I'm sure they, they wouldn't going to give you, you know, $200,000, you know, and uh in in uh in relief you know yeah but that makes sense if they if they could reward somebody fifty thousand dollars you know to help out with their uh, uh tuition and stuff like that so yeah and i mean that well, fifty thousand would still help yeah um, oh yeah big time big time and those you know students who who didn't go to private schools um or went to smaller schools i mean that would take care of some of all of their debt pretty much some of them I mean, how do you guys feel about that? What what would that mean to you? I mean, fifty thousand dollars cancel or or debt cancellation. What would that mean? You know. Well, let's put it like this: home ownership for African Americans in nineteen sixty eight was about forty something percent. It has not changed. It's still in forty something percent. Mm -hmm. So that's half the reason why student cancellation of the of debt would help. Cause you would have that burden lifted where you could possibly go and get yourself a home. Cause mm -hmm. a lot of people, they'll go out, go through the process of getting a home. But once their creditors look and see, Oh, you got a hundred some thousand dollars in debt. Yeah. You know, that's the, the kicker of them having to cancel the loan for you getting a home. Yeah. So you stuck in a apartment paying the landlord's mortgage <laughs> on the <laughs> property there. Mm -hmm. And, um, Biden asked his secretary of education if he had the executive power. A lot of people said he does, but he wants to make sure that he has the executive power to cancel debt fully. Mm -hmm. Now, his original plan was for 10,000 student loan debt, the uh, cancellation of debt. Mm -hmm. That would help over 15 million students in debt. And if you do 20, that would help 24 million. Okay. Now, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders' plan was 50,000. That would help 36 million students come out of debt. Okay. And so, and, and, I, and it's also saying in this article from Forbes that bars and uh, default on their student loan would also benefit very big between 4.5 and 9.8 million bars in default on federal student loan would have their debt burdens completely eliminated. So all that debt will go away. 
so just the that that burden that light um i for me that that, that would be a very good kicker i mean it would put i, I wouldn't have any more student loans mm-hmm. so, so yeah. um yeah. some and, folks have stuff paid off yeah and some and just, folks have a huge debt and they right and just think of the people that that have student loan debt but didn't even finish school because you know how it is you you think you want to go to school and stuff and it didn't work out parents got sick or your grandparents got sick so you had to come out of school and work mm-hmm. you know and they 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 got the debt but they don't have anything to show for it yeah and some of you and some I, we talked about this before grandparents signing on these student loans with their grandkids and they going to default and then they social security getting garnished due to unpaid debt mm-hmm. so this burden would be a tremendous help to anybody but especially to people of color because we're the ones that have this the most is mm-hmm. so yeah. it's crazy I, I i pushing for joe to do the 50 he wants to do 10 which it, any little bit would help <laughs> but 50 yeah. would be the best way to go to help these students get at 30 six million students out of debt so that means they can focus on other things like starting a business getting at home mm-hmm. um, getting a better car helping their parents because yeah. just think if your student loan is five hundred dollars a month that's five hundred dollars you can put towards saving because i remember when kamala Harris was running for president she said most americans don't even have an emergency fund of five hundred dollars so that could, mm-hmm. it's just so many ways this, that this could help. Mm-hmm. And I hope the Secretary of Education come back and say, uh, Mr. President, you can do executive order to cancel all student debt. Or, you know, maybe it come back that he can't and he can just, hopefully the progressives are push him to do 50, even though a lot of these bills that these, the infrastructure bill and the COVID plan bill have been pretty progressive. So uh, you, people call him a modern Democrat, but he's acting like a, pro- a progressive. So, Hey, BNB family, thank you once again for tuning in to our show. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We hope you come back. Visit us again. We're going to be here the same time, same day, every week, okay? Please do not forget to also follow us on our social media platforms. We're on Twitter at BNB Empower. Instagram at BNB Empower 3, Facebook at BNB Tell It Like It Is, and also on YouTube at BNB Empower. All right, so we're going to go ahead and send y'all off with this last song. We hope y'all be blessed, and we'll see y'all next week.
Uh, we are at the last topic. <clears throat> All right. So here we, um, Meldrick is going to pose a question to you guys. Um, and we're just kind of going to hit edit, uh, maybe talk a little bit about it. Um, but we're really going to get into it on our next show. So uh, Meldrick, what's, what's that question uh, that you wanted to just kind of pose to the, to the, to the public uh, here on BNB? Okay. So um, as we know, there are a lot of people uh, who are single. Uh, two of us on this show are single. Uh, one of us is not single. Uh, he is uh, in a awesome marriage. Uh, but my question is, uh, in today's busy society, uh, we all know that dating can definitely be tricky. So uh, my question is, how do you show interest in someone without being a bugaboo while at the same time not trying to seem uninterested? That is the question. So how do you show interest without being a bugaboo, but at the same time, not seeming uninterested? So basically showing enough interest, but not showing too much interest to be a bother, if that makes sense. Okay. So that, that is my question. And I, and I definitely think we could really get into that. Uh, we can, we can dive dive yeah. right on into that and um no definitely we can definitely get into that and just what just part of what i what i would think and i think we'll we'll get more into it later but um you know find out what the other person like do i mean if, right. if that person you know trying to fill out the situation if they contact you you know a couple times a week or once a week or every other week then you kind of i mean you can kind of gauge it to that way or you can ask them you know what what do they prefer uh, right. Maybe one way to approach it. You know. We'll definitely, uh, definitely dive into that even more uh, when we come back on our next show. <laughs> BMB family, thank you, thank you once again for watching, listening. Uh, however you uh, watch or listen to BMB, however you follow us, thank you. Uh, we appreciate your support. Please, please, please do not forget listen to us on Z Radio Live uh, every Tuesday. Uh, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern uh, time. Um, don't forget, we are also on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Or you can follow us there as well. We're also on Instagram. Uh, and we also have our podcast on uh, Apple Apple, Podcasts. Apple Podcast, And then we're also on Spotify as well. So you can find us pretty much anywhere uh, you look for us. Um, so BNB, tell it like it is. Just remember that. Um, you guys can find us. Uh, we also have a cash app and a Gmail as well. You can reach us at, uh, but you got that cash app again. B dollar sign BMB empower. Y'all hear that dollar sign BMB empower. Do not forget that. Hit that cash app up. Uh, also we, uh, our Gmail is BMB, uh, BMB empowered, right at gmail.com. So don't forget once again, guys, we will be back next week. Remember, we got a relationship topic we're going to talk about. Or how can you show interest without bugging, right? Or bugging out. Good or way to end it. Yeah. And so we're going to end it there. Uh, let's go ahead and pray out. I'll, I'll pray. pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this fellowship. We thank you for this show. Lord, I thank you for my two best friends who we can just come on the airways and talk things that are going on in our society. And all the evilness that's going on, Lord, 
Lord, you are still in control. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. And even right now, we plead the blood over every situation that's going on. And we rebuke Satan on every hand. In Jesus' name, we do pray.